Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit, episode number 521. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week. The comics we're going to talk about today would originally be releasing July the 24th, 2019. Smack dab in the middle of San Diego Comic Con. And unfortunately, Drew, I don't know a whole lot about that, but you can catch me up in some of the stuff of the world of comics. Yeah, we uh, there was some mostly trailer stuff today that I wasn't that interested in. They talked about um, a, the Walking Dead uh, movie. Uh, the Rick Grimes movie is going to actually be in theaters. Hmm. And they had a trailer for that. Um, let something slip about uh, Michonne just being her last season. They're going to write her off the show. So, you know, Walking Dead's just kind of just crumb- crumbling before our eyes. Mm. Um, uh, there, there was some stuff about some one-shots, some new Walmart stuff. Uh, There's going to be like a Scooby-Doo Walmart 100-page giant, Aquaman, some other things. They're going to keep doing that. Nothing Scooby really Apocalypse, major. Apocalypse 100% giant? <laughs> I, think, I think it's just Scooby. Ah, okay. I think it's just Scooby. Um, that would be cool. Um yeah, so I think all the cool stuff's going to be announced the next couple of days. Uh, I wasn't really not. I wasn't really blown away by anything. So yeah, I've been out. I haven't really caught much of it. Uh, we did get um, some feedback uh, while you were gone. I did a a tribute episode to Derek Royal from comics, uh, uh, the Comics Alternative. He he passed away way too young, and um, uh, talked a little bit about him and then shared. Uh, one of our crossover episodes that we did together. Uh, if you recall that, we did that on uh, Trade Waiting um, back in 2014, maybe? Oh my, oh like my. five years ago? Five, six years ago, something like that? So um, uh, that, was, that's, that was in the feed before this. And we got some great feedback on that. Um, a lot of condolences our way and, um, you know, for the family and everything. It, it, was, it was really sad. But... Um, uh, Aaron had some follow-up questions based on, on the uh, episode. So you probably don't remember this episode at all. I've listened to it rec- more recently than you have. There you go. Um, but, uh, uh, so some of this stuff I'll, I might have to help you out with. But uh, it's from Aaron Churchill. He says, hey, I'm sorry to hear about Derek's passing. Um, amazing you have the memories and episodes to remember him by. I listened to your crossover episode you posted and thought it would be nice to answer some of the questions that came from listening to that episode in remembrance for your next passing. Uh, podcast uh you were talking about trade paperbacks and their place in the industry have your views changed at all um uh, where do you see trades now um yeah we I, i think it's about the same i think um you know i'm trying to think specifically uh you know trades for we we get it we get why people wait for trades yeah. because there's six part stories and um you know why would you want to put yourself through that and delays and you get away with you get aw- away from all that by just waiting for the trade so we we get it completely and i, I still feel that way mm-hmm. you know um and they are uh they continue to overtake floppy and digital as the main method of um of comic sales for the industry uh the largest chunk uh goes to trades and you know amazon helps that and uh barnes and noble and scholastic and things like that all all help that so yeah i don't don't think that's really changed yeah i I mean 
especially with all the things that have delays, like you pick up, you know, the two trades that will be, uh, oh shoot, what's the Watchmen thing going on now? That's nearing the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Doomsday <laughs> clock. Doomsday. Doomsday. Clock. You pick yeah. up Doomsday clock. The two trades that that'll be in, and you won't know that that took way longer than needed to, and nary two years, and completely yeah. out of sync, and we moved on before it ended. You'll just have two great trades, and that'll be the yeah. end of it. Um, so you know these things are you know trades are great for that thing and they're a great read and I well I believe I said that in the episode but I often like reading things in written arcs which is usually written as a six issue arc or a five issue arc or whatnot those are you know the perfect way to do it I'm just traditionally stuck on enjoying floppy comics yeah and of course you know trades are my favorite way to uh, get other people into comics still I, I still hand out my saga trade I still hand out. Uh, a Walking Dead trade. I still hand out, uh, you know, trades to other people just to be like, "Hey, try this. Maybe we'll get into it." Here, try this Injustice trade. You really like it. Uh, he goes on to say, "You mentioned getting more digital comics than floppy comics, um, based on your recent conversations in the podcast and and being a Kawabunga customer. How has that changed? It seems you don't do digital at all now. Where does that land? Um, I, I still read a lot of my stuff digitally." Um, I read a lot more than I I read a lot more digitally than I buy in physical uh, mm-hmm. medium um, because I am cutting back in my physical media because of my space issues. Um, but yeah, I, I still read uh, the bulk of my comics digitally. And we're blessed that publishers still send us PDF copies of stuff. Yeah, and we, yeah. we're on lists, so we're, we're blessed in that regard that we have the ability to read things digitally. You know, pretty pretty squat on time, and 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 you know, talk about those books and be yeah. be up to uh, up to snuff on those kind of things. Yeah, we get pretty much everything but big two comics digitally. So, yeah. and sometimes months and months in advance. Yeah, which is really kind of cool. Um, uh, let's see. Have you made any changes to your hardcover deluxe hardcover trade paperback buying habits? How are you storing your comics now? Uh, well, maybe we'll take that one first. Maybe. Uh, but you may change to your hardcover, deluxe hardcover, or trade paperback buying habits. Don't buy many. Uh, don't have that many for me. Sales and deals, that's it. I mean, yeah. Yep. The, that's pretty much the thing is if there's a sale or a deal or a clearance, heck yeah, I'll grab one up. But yep. you'll never see me the first out of the gate to be like, I have to have yeah. this hardcover. I'm not paying twenty twenty nine ninety nine for, for a trade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how are you storing your comics? You said storage was one of the reasons you were going digital. Well, okay, that was the plan. That was the plan. That was the plan five six years ago. I wanted to read everything digitally and liquidate all my physical comics. I am looking at about eight thousand comics on the wall here, and I have done a lousy job of that. I just keep accumulating, and my accumulation outpaces my sales. So that's yeah. my problem. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately the same thing. My my ideal situation is I have them in publisher box and alphabetical and then, you know, my Walking Deads and Sagas and certain series in their own short boxes, you know, on these racks that I've built and stuff like that. But unfortunately life comes at you fast and <laughs> there is a good portion of stuff from a couple of years ago super well organized. And then there is just, hey, here's the stuff I got in June. Hey, here's the stuff I got in July. Hey, here's the stuff I got in two, a year ago March. That, <laughs> yeah, you know, they're all you're uh, yeah. all together. Yeah. yeah, no order at all. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm, it's a mess. It's yeah. a mess, and it's tough. It's tough when stuff gets hot too. 
Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, I know I bought I bought three copies of that. Where is that? Oh, mm. shit. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah, no, no. I can't find it. Yeah, so it, it's, yeah, we're, we're both, we're both. Um, we're a mess, I'm sorry. We're both a mess, yes. Um, Kyle said he uses his selling comics to pay for his weekly comics habit. How's that going? I think you still break even, don't you, Kyle? Yeah, I still try to, try to, try to. To spend what I make and, and yep. try not to fluctuate a little, but unfortunately, I'm I'm procuring more. And I think if I uh, if I did a large push out of things and uh, that I could I could perhaps reach for some grails if I did some good selling. But I just have to find the time to do a, a lot more sales. And you have I you and I have talked about having some sort of local con to liquidate yep. liquidate yep. our stuff, but we've yet to we've move the needle on that yet. either. Yeah. But you, but you still break even from month to month. You uh, sell enough. Part, I'll go down a few bucks. I'll, I'll reach a few times. I'll add a few extras here. But yeah. for the most part, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he, uh, Kyle's doing much better than me. He's either breaking even or making a little bit from month to month. I have. Uh, I started really good out of the gate. Five years ago, I was well, uh, you know, socking the money away because I was selling all my keys. And um, uh, I had so much stuff gone. You know, I was I was well in the black, and now I've been chipping away at that. And I, I I'm I'm in the red all the time now, but uh, I haven't. I don't think I've used all it up, all of it up yet. I still yeah. have some left, yeah. But uh, yeah, overall I'm I'm okay, but the trend line is down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. There were other things that stood out. Um, blah 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 blah. Side note. Kyle mentioned he had his sign. Saga in that crossover episode. I'm starting to think that Saga is Kyle's Amazing Spider-Man 300 in reverse. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it is It is one of my favorite books of all time. It is one of the things that really yeah. grafted me to what you can do outside of the big two in comics. You know, other than Walking Dead, Saga is the big one that's like, wow, this is completely original. So much fun, and I cannot, cannot, cannot wait for the next one. So, yeah, I still have that number yeah. one. I still have that complete saga run. I still have multiples of... I, I have the complete run two times over except for number one. I yeah. don't have... I have one cover A of number one, and then one uh, image firsts of number one, and then the rest dupes all the way through, plus a lot of other little special stuff, and then the one that was supposed to be thrown away, and yada, 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 that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely the one I... I hold on to and i've yet to sell anything anything with deep meaning to me i've held on to i've not shot anything that has any hold on me yet which i need to do, just do but i haven't done it yeah i mean saga is back in the day it was it was saga it was walking dead and it was southern bastards and i love those three comics so much and uh mm-hmm. southern bastards and disappeared big, yeah, there was and, a big peter panzer faust phase when we first started and east from west was big right at the beginning there's a, yeah. a bunch of neat little stuff right when we start we, we were big into those so my beloved southern bastards disappeared uh walking dead now gone away and the only thing left of my big three favorite comics are, are, is Saga, so I gotta hold on to it dearly, because it, it's they promise they're coming back. They promised me. Oh, that story's not done. Yes, so uh, it'll be back. Uh, he said, personally, I'm at about $40 in co- floppy comics a month, eBaying stuff thanks to your influence, and hey. using, using my two local libraries to read whatever I want whenever I want. It's all about the room, and I am out of it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I hope this gives you something to talk about, and I was inspired by the crossover podcast that you did with your friend. 
That was nice. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Those are good. Those are good questions and good comments. And uh, uh, we thank you so much for doing that. And we encourage everyone to reach out to us with questions and uh, hold us, hold us, hold our feet to the fire on things that we've said and see if we've we've changed our mind and we flip flop because <laughs> I do that. Um, I do that a lot. Yeah. Uh, you can find the best. You can find all the ways to to reach us on our on our website, comicsfunprofit.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Comics for Fun and Profit, on Twitter, at comicsfunprofit, and I believe we're the same thing on Instagram, and our email is comicsforfunandprofit at gmail.com. That's the best way. To Man, go. our marketing guy did not do that. <clears throat> You know, back in the day, <laughs> back, back in 2012, 2013, when I was uh, doing this by myself, uh, you weren't helping. I was no no help whatsoever. Yeah, uh, so I, uh, I was uh, doing the best I could, try, <laughs> trying to figure out the best way to, to, to launch this stupid thing that we were only going to do for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we got bored with it. Yeah. And then we're still here yeah. doing this. So I didn't know. I didn't plan well. <laughs> it's not bad. No, it's not close. Bad. It's close. It's close. Slightly confusing, but we'll be there. <laughs> it's kind of confusing. It, yeah, yeah. We're not the. Only, I don't think we're the only branding people no, in the world no, no, that, that no. have At those least issues. we don't have an underscore in anything. <laughs> we did. Yeah, we didn't have to do that. So that that's good. Uh, let's do some FOC, man. All right, FOC. Of course, the final order cutoff. This is our last opportunity to pick up books that. Uh, will be coming out in a few weeks that we, you know, we're obviously past our previews, but still not too late to make sure we get a hold of some things. Um, of course, we get our list of FOC available items from Cowabunga Comics. Eric is kind enough to procure us a list. Shoot that out to us at the end of the day on Friday and say, get back to me by midday Monday with anything you'd like to add. And that's all he has to say to Drew and myself, and we add extra stuff to our list almost on the regular because there's all kinds of cool stuff that comes out in FOC, BFOC only items, things that we're finally seeing cover art on, books that are getting hot late and we want to jump on before we miss, or any of the other things like that. If your uh, local comic book shop does not do an FOC, um, feel free to reach out to Cowabunga Comics to either get yourself on the list to at least look at what's FOCable, or if you'd like to order them, they can hook you up with that as well. They do awesome extra stuff for us, and we are very, very appreciative. All that stuff can be found in the show notes from whatever ability you are listening to us. Of course, Eric pulls four items from the FOC that he likes to say, hey, these are things that I'm hearing some good movement on, or things that just intrigue him. So the first thing we want to talk about from Dark Horse being strayed, number one, the cover A by Wando. Um... We also have Black Masks, Year of the Villain, number one, from DC Comics. Of course, Tom Taylor writing that, so that is also something Drew and myself are big fans of. Captain Marvel, number nine, from Marvel Comics. And that is the Christopher Marvel 80th Frame variant. And, of course, Silver Surfer, Prodigal Son, number one, from Marvel Comics, written by Peter David. Those are the things that Eric likes to pull out and show us the cool cover art on and say these are things that also might be intriguing to some people. So, Drew, let's jump in and see what, from a spec perspective, anything rises to the top for you and I. Let's start in Dark Horse. 
But we got the uh, No One Left to Fight second printing of its first issue, and it is a new cover. Um, uh, with the so so that's always that's always helpful. Mm-hmm. And um, No One Left to Fight kind of uh, took off a little bit. I don't know how hot it is currently. I haven't checked on it recently. But that's one to consider um, when you get a second printing of a hot number one. It's going to be a low print run, and it's got a new cover. Could be highly set off, sought after, and it's always nice to package that with uh, a number two, or if you have the number one, put the first and second printing together. It's always nice to sell that way. Yeah, because those completionists, yes, they like to complete. Yes. Um, let's see what else. Of course, we talked about Strayed number one, the another number one from Dark yeah. Horse. Oh, the Black Hammer Justice League number two. I was I was pleasantly surprised by that crossover. I did not think they'd be able to do a very good job with that, um, crossing those two properties over. But I thought for the first issue was pretty good. So um, I, I'm wondering how well that sold. Uh, it had both the DC and the um, Dark Horse logo on it. Um, so it looks like Dark Horse got to distribute, but I think they had to split their profits with dc so i'm imagining it's going to have a higher print run because of that having the dc logo on mm-hmm. there um but uh yeah it could be uh kind of a sleeper there you go anything else in dark horse sir uh no this is where the straight are there's a couple of those covers yeah i like um, the cover a best uh yeah the wando looks yeah, pretty good it's really nice all right, let's head in now and see what DC has for us. A new edition of the Hush trade. Um, one of my favorite storylines, of course, Batman 608 through 619. Um, plus a six-page story from Wizard number zero and two-page original story that originally appeared at DCComics.com in this new edition with a new cover by Jim Lee. Um, so if you're not familiar with it, Jump in and grab this because it is a super good trade and a great story. And some of those early 608s and uh, 6, whichever one, the Batman vs. Superman 16, uh, are not easy to get at a super low price. So, But definitely one of the better stories and you'll want to have a copy of that. Of course, Year of the Villain number one, Tom Taylor. Give me Tom Taylor. Give me Black Mask. There we go. I'm in. You're in. Yeah. I mean, I, re- I guess I'll, I'll read. I'll read that. I'm not gonna read all these crossovers though. No, no, no. Catwoman number fourteen cardstock variant here of the villain Dark Gifts. That is an art germ cover on Catwoman fourteen, and a cardstock Catwoman cover with art germ. So there is no reason not to get that because it will likely be in great condition and it is a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous cover. Heard good things about this event, Leviathan. Did you read the first one, Drew? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Bendis, of course, writing that from the award-winning team of Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev, DC's biggest whodunit of the year, the world's greatest detectives, Batman, Green Arrow, Lois Lane, Plastic Man, The Question, and Martian Manhunter had gathered to solve the mysteries behind the true identity of Leviathan's leaders.
Anything in here reaching out to you, Drew? No, no, nothing else in DC. Derek Chu with a really nice cover A on Supergirl 33. Another cardstock Year of the Villain Dark Gifts variant. Very reminiscent of what uh, Art Germ was doing with the Supergirl covers. It's another really nice one that you may want to make sure you get. And uh, there's a lot of people always wanting Adam Hughes covers. Of course, Superman 14, uh, Year of the Dark Gifts, the variant. There is an Adam Hughes variant, so... Those are usually worth picking up because Adam Hughes people love their Adam Hughes covers. What's it look like? You said Superman or Supergirl? It, super, it's the dog. The front. It's the dog mostly. So oh. What's, what's his oh, name? Okay. Shoot. Crypto. Crypto. Yeah, Crypto's your. your it's not name a great name. Adam Hughes. No, it's not. But I don't think for Adam Hughes it really matters. I like his women. <laughs> I like his women. That's right. Let's go down to or wait, wait. What's Titans Burning Rage number one? I've 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 glossed over that in this list and not real sure. Dan Jurgens. Okay, this is uh never mind. This is stories originally published in Teens Giants one and two, so this is the repackaging of the Walmart ends. Yeah. Must be there could be seven of them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And Jenny Frizen on the Wonder Woman 76 Dark Gifts variant. Really good stuff. Alright, down to IDW. Canto with a third print. Canto 2 with a second print. So if you listened to us and made sure you picked up Canto 2 on that first print, that apparently sold pretty doggone well. Yeah. More crossover with Marvel. Marvel Avengers 7. Marvel Captain Marvel number 1. So they continue to crop, cross over with IDW. So what's Transformers 84 number zero? Transformers 84 number zero. An all-new prequel to the original 1984's Transformers number one, celebrating 35 years of Transformers. Oh. Yeah, and I have that a couple copies of that 1984 Transformers well, you got to get this. One. I do, and I didn't for some odd reason. I missed that completely. Did so it's, you? Okay, so it's Transformers 1984 zero. Yeah. Right, so so it, it so. goes in your run. It does. It would go in your run. Yes. Even, even at $5, though. It's a tough one. Ooh. Yeah, slot me in for one of those if you would, please. Okay. Because I, I do have a pretty... For having these when I was tiny, I still have a... One of them's in super good shape. My number one. No before. way. I swear to you. You. Your kids have played with them, haven't they? No, I know better than that. <laughs> they don't get to touch your comics. Yes. I think that's the only IDW I saw. Yeah, that's the only one worth getting. We're not talking about... I see no TMNT worth looking at on this one, so... No. Just that zero issue of that 1984 run. Image. Oh, this White Trees is pretty... Interesting. It's a, a Chip Zdarsky, but it's only okay. It's a Chip Zdarsky doing the writing. Chris okay. Anka on the art. It looks really beautiful. The yeah. cover's awesome. It's I, a two-issue miniseries. I ordered both. It's kind of kind of crazy that it's only two issues, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a, the idea of like a oh, it's an oversized two-issue miniseries for five bucks each. So, 
so why not make it a four issue miniseries? <laughs> it's a treatment. We're just trying to sell a TV series. Oh, is it? I imagine that kind of thing is the thing we shoot for. It's there. a five dollar book too. Yeah. Good to see Reaver number one going to a second print. Good for our boy Justin Jordan there. So that's awesome. And issue two coming out as well. So uh, seems like a good series. Jump on second print for number one, and there's number two as well. That's kind of all I had in image. Yeah, all I got as well. Let's head on down to Marvel, where of course Absolute Carnage Scream number one. And separation anxiety number one, absolute carnage. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. They um, went to a second printing for Amazing Spider-Man twenty-five, which I found to be a self-indulgent piece of crap, mostly. <laughs> so, um, still, they're going to go to a second printing, and still at eight dollars. Um. Whatever. Nick Spencer. Well, I think the back issue, the all the backup stories weren't his. Oh, okay. Those were the ones I had the most problem with. Uh, we got a J. Scott Campbell um, cover, of course, for the second printing of Black Cat, and don't have an image. So, does that mean we have a? It's a different cover. I would not guess that it's a different cover, but maybe. Why wouldn't we just show the image then from the last cover? It would be easy to do, right? Yeah, I would think, but they're toying with us. Maybe that's why, because if they show the same cover, no one will buy it. Yeah. <laughs> they go, they're on to us? I think so. <laughs> Arg. I think Marvel listens to the show. Of course. <laughs> what about Gwenpool Strikes Back? We excited about this? I do like Gwenpool. Uh, yeah. If you don't take her too seriously, it's a fun book. Course, Gwenpool, a character who reads comics and therefore knows comic characters. Pool. I like Spider Gwen better. I like Silk better. That's true. What happened to Silk? They shelved her because Spider Gwen has a cool costume. Keep seeing all these games and they're like, Spider Gwen. Guess what? Not as good of a character as Silk. You're stupid, but she's got a better looking costume, so for some odd reason we put the better character. Maybe Silk will be in the next uh, animated Spider-Verse movie. They've already put Gwen in, you know, pretty high in that movie, so I'm sure they'll overshadow her. Oh, they, is they, have they already announced the sequel? I No, I don't know anything about exactly uh, oh. what they're doing the sequel, but, uh, you know, Gwen's in the main title, so I, yeah. I assume they'll just continue to graft onto her. In the uh, Marvel uh, Ultimate Alliance that came out today, actually... You've got, you know, Spider-Man, you've got Miles, and of course you've got Spider-Gwen. Uh, that's how they get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got an Immortal Hulk uh, director's cut, number one, of six. The six-issue miniseries of director's cuts? I guess. That's crazy. Uh, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I mean, it's, I guess if, if it's... Alex Ross art that you're seeing. That's kind of cool. 
I mean, you're, you're seeing a lot of Joe Bennett stuff. Joe Bennett, yeah, like. Joe with Joe Bennett's savage pencils and more incredible, books. which are still, which are also cool. Yeah. But maybe that's why there's six because there's so many great artists on this. They want to do director's cuts on all of them. Sure, that's quite po- that's quite possible because mm, you bucks. could do an Alex Ross. Yeah, just on the covers. Six bucks. Nope. Six bucks though. Yeah. And there's six of them, so you've got $36 in Immortal Hulk director's cuts. And we've seen in the past the director's cuts hold no value. That Invincible Woman did sell well. Uh, went to a second printing on that. That's a surprise. Yeah. Another Adam but, Hughes cover. And it looks different. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh for two as far as Adam Hughes covers in my mind. This yeah, that's not a great one. one. <laughs> but it is but it is different than the first issue. There you go. Yep. Man, Marvel's got a lot offered this week. Holy crap. They got a lot of stuff. The third issue of Silver Surfer Black, that uh, thing is uh, still hot. Then there's a Silver Surfer Prodigal Son, number one. Um that's a Peter David uh, Silver Surfer. Great cover by Miko Swayan. Um, it's really nice. Punisher Kill Crew number one by Jerry Duggan. During War of the Realms, Frank, Frank Castle made a promise of vengeance, and Frank Castle keeps his promises. Oh, you remember War of the Realms? Me neither. Yeah, moved on. I believe this Star Wars Target Vader is kind of not great, if I remember correctly. Anyway. I think that's the one that turned Vader into kind of an anti-hero, which yeah. is not how I like my Vader, or Vader is really supposed to be, and I talked about that with a friend of work, and he's very, very disappointed in uh, that book. Wolverine yeah. versus Blade sold very well on that first print. Went to a second print. Yeah, you kind of called that, didn't you? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Now the X Factor eighty seven facsimile edition. I don't understand what this one is. I don't think maybe I wasn't reading comics when it was on X Factor eighty seven. This was what year? From nineteen eighty six. No, I was. <laughs> No, that's X Factors from 1986. I was gonna say that eight, number 87 couldn't be. I don't know when it was originally. When it was originally out, and I don't know why they reprinted it. Can't tell. Quick Maybe that's silver. Somebody knows. Somebody knows it's a big deal, and I I don't. I apologize for not knowing why. That's cool. Kyle, you don't know, do you? Uh. I do not know. No. Maybe that's the first Peter David Maybe. taking over for X Factor. Yeah. Maybe. And that's all yeah, I had. Nothing special for me there. Anything in our smaller publishers? I'm taking a glance. Uh, not seeing a lot. What is Once in Future from Boom? K 
Karen Gillan, Dan Mora on art. Okay, wait, we're here. Cut your attention. Yeah, when a group of nationalists use an ancient artifact to bring a villain from Arthurian myth back from the dead to gain power, ex-monster hunter Brigitte McGuire escapes her retirement home and pulls her unsuspecting grandson Duncan, a museum curator, into a world of magic and mysticism to defeat a legendary threat. All right, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, there you go. They got gotcha. you. Dan Mora art on this yeah. is enough for me. Karen Gillan writing, uh, okay, deal. Um, so yeah, this seems pretty rad, and it kind of seems like a modern retelling of, of course, uh, um, King Arthur, King Arthur and his Excalibur. And uh, Watcher number one from Zenoscope. It's a six dollar horror from Zenoscope. Check it out if you were so inclined. Mm-hmm. And Once in Future King is also one of my favorite books. So, just FYI. Oh, is it? Yeah. Did not know that. Oh, excuse me. That's all we had. Alright, that's all we got for the FOC. Of course, if you uh, see anything on here you want, feel free to reach out to your LCS. Uh, they have until Monday to add to the orders to hopefully get you those books. If yeah. not, you can look us elsewhere. We had to look elsewhere, and we looked at Cowabunga. Uh, let's slide over to Cover Price's top 10 best-selling comic books. Well, top 20, really, because we'll look at the runners-up as well. Um, see what we blew it on for this week. Yeah. So we didn't do a very good job last week. Reaver, you were odd on that. I believe that was your pick. It's number one. Boom shock. Uh, so it sold 96 copies this week. Seven-day trend of 226% of cover and had a high raw sale of 30 bucks. Good call, Kyle. Yeah, sometimes even the blind squirrel finds a nut. Yep. Uh, Marvel Comics presents number six. Continues to sell. It's selling really well. Sold another 109 copies. Um, raw sale of $85. We really missed the boat on that one. Missed like friggin' crazy. Ah, I didn't drag out my Paper Girls. Crap, I haven't been home. <laughs> Paper Girls um, has a full series order from Amazon. Uh, fans felt they had to move on copies as, as soon as possible. It sold 56 copies, um, a high sale of $143 for a CGC 9.8. I literally have 10 of these. Did you have any of them CGC'd? No! <laughs> I almost, I swear to God, I, where was it? I looked at it. It was signed by everybody, too. And it was like 60 bucks at one point. And I just didn't. And I should have. I should have. Ah. Oh, it was a Signature Series 9-8? It was a Signature Series 9-8 on well, that. Well, that that'd be a $500 book. And right it was now. like $65. And I was like, <laughs> ah. Dang That's it. The, we got Turtles 95. Um, still sold 62 copies. Yeah. And sold one a 9-8 for 110 bucks. Yeah. Wolverine and Captain America Weapon Plus number one. Thought this seemed hokey. Turns out I was wrong. Uh, yeah. Sold 47 copies this week. Dang. And uh, around 10 bucks. Yeah. Pretty pretty solid. Um, easy way to flip your money. Yeah. Um, Captain Adam 42 from 1990. This DC is book. in quarter bins. I've seen this in a quarter pen. <laughs> this uh, is the first appearance of death in the DCU. Or an aspect of death. Last week, uh, it was mentioned that Action Comics 894 was the first. Apparently, it's not. It was the first approved use by Neil Gaiman and marked the more modern-day version of the character. 
With this news of Captain Adams number 42's importance, it sold 13 copies and had a raw sale of $90. I don't have it. Mm. There's no way I have this piece of garbage. I would. <laughs> there's no way I would have never picked that up. No. And it's and it's a how much did I say? Yeah, no <laughs> ninety dollar book. Ninety dollar book. Yeah, oh there's no God. way I would take my finger and squirt my glasses up and go. Mm, excuse me, this is a different aspect of death than first appearing in the DC. No, yeah. would uh, yeah, not. Thought, we thought it was action. Everybody bought action, and then it wasn't. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Turtles fifty one. Uh, is that what was the character's name? I can't remember. Uh, Jenica, Jessica, yeah, that, Jerica, yeah, Jerica, yeah, Jenica, one of those. And yeah. uh, anyway, it's fifty-three bucks. Then there's oh. uh, ninety number. Uh, let's see, num- Turtles ninety-five, which is selling very well, thirty bucks. There's Marvel Comics Presents number five, which had the I think the, the single like the cameo appearance of Wolverine's daughter in it. And that was um, that's selling for fifty three dollars. Also selling very well. Uh, Walking Dead one ninety, which is the beginning of the final arc. Mm-hmm. Um, still still selling I can't really break well. Up my run. I got to sell these all. It's a big run. And um, it's selling for fifteen bucks. Uh, so that's it's interesting that they're going back three four issues now to yeah. get all of them. That's pretty cool. Um, uh, Walking Dead number two or one ninety two is um is the CGCs are selling for over a hundred hundred twenty, um, but uh, the others are selling for about double cover, so still not big money for that. But one ninety three ain't moving. Um, War of the Realms Omega number one, it's a variant sold eighteen copies, high raw sale of eighty four dollars. Uh, Mortal Hulk twenty. Back on the old trend, another 33 copies sold of Immortal Hulk 20, um, and had a high raw sale of nine bucks, so double triple cover there. Um, Turtles 51 Artist Edition, getting real rare on those ones. Well, is that is that like the IDW Artist Edition that sell for a hundred bucks? Yeah. Or um, retail? Yeah. So 14 of them moved. And they're selling for three hundred dollars. Why? Because that's the that's that's the artist edition of the first Jenica as an actual character before she becomes a turtle. Oh, so it's not the big uh, coffee table book version. No, no, no. It's it's the one in ten sketch cover. Which, oh, okay. Yeah, which didn't go okay. that deep. A lot, you know. It didn't sell a lot, so that's again. You get your regular cover, you got your Eastman cover, you got your blank cover, and then you got your sketch oh. uh, one and ten, and that one because IDW does IDW does those giant artist editions. Yeah, no, 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 no. This is just the sketch version. This is the one in ten like, ratio. Why would they do it? Why would they do a full artist edition of just that <laughs> issue? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Oh, let's see. We have Canto number one, the variant. Um, it's kind of. Uh, Cooling off a little bit, they say, but it's still selling pretty well. This one's uh, selling for $28. Still 37 copies of it. Uh, let's see. We've got Wolverine and Captain America Weapon Plus Bacalo variant. Uh, selling for 10 And how many did it sell? 27 copies. And let's see. No One Left to Fight, number one. 
Still selling well. 32 copies sold. Selling for $14. Miles Morales, number 8. Uh, sold 30 copies. Uh, around $19 for those for a high raw sale. Spawn, number 1. Hot again. Uh, it always sells well. Um, sold 33 copies of Spawn, number 1. For a... Uh, high of 119 for a CGC 9.8. There's probably 2 million copies of this book out in the wild <laughs> and selling for that well. That's amazing. Uh, let's see. The Eternals, number one, with a 25-cent cover from 1976. Um, it's the only Phase 4 MCU that, title that has been confirmed so far. Uh, we should hear more of that this weekend, I would guess. Mm -hmm. uh, it sold 30 copies. Had a seven-day trend of 100% increase and had a high sale of $1,149.99 for a CGC 9.8. Yeah, this thing next week will be all, if we get anything else on Phase 4, those are going to be all the books that everybody's scrambling for. Yeah, it is It, it is very odd that 193 is not in here because it sold a sh whole bunch of books. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it, a lot of those moved people, so maybe they were getting them for cover, or five bucks or something, and that's why it didn't make the list. I don't, know. I don't understand, but yeah. it's. I bet you it sold a. I bet you it sold more than twenty seven thirty copies this week for sure. I would think, man. But cover price has their algorithm. Yep, they have their. Yeah, they have their own reasons, I guess. Interesting. But yeah, so, I'm seeing yeah. I'm seeing copies of 193 selling for quite a bit. And something that's missing is the whole um, Captain Marvel number was it eight that had the new character in it. That didn't that didn't make it on there either. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with that character? Her name is a uh, is it Star? Does that sound right? I have no idea on that one. I missed. You, I missed everything about that. You you've been out. You've been out. I forgot. Um, yeah. So Captain Marvel uh, number eight. Uh, it uh, features a new character. First appearance of uh, Star. Yeah, first appearance of Star. Uh, she's in it throughout. Introduced early. Has conversations, and it's like selling for thirty bucks. Uh, the one in twenty five is at ninety. Um, selling really well. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Now some people are saying that it's a could be a scroll, so it might be a short lived thing. So grab it, flip it. <laughs> Don't it turns out to be nothing. Before, before <laughs> it could turn out to be something else. So yeah. you know, you never know. Um, Jeez, with those and there's a one in twenty five variant that went for one hundred and ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. So Captain Marvel number eight might. Still be on shelves somewhere. Mm -hmm. I did not make it into LCS the last two weeks, so I haven't been able to check for any of these things. Yeah. Bad, bad flipper. Ah, preoccupied flipper. Uh, that's it. So um, that's back to sneak peek, I guess. Yeah, all right, let's head on into our sneak. Let's head over to thepreviewsworld.com. Find July 24th, 2019. In our new releases, find table view. Of course, July being five releases within f five release weeks within July. 
So let's start where we always like to start. Let's start in image. There's farmhand number 10. Uh, did I tell you I was in farmhand number 9's letter column? Kyle? Yes, you did. I, I'm going to tell you every time. I know you up. mentioned it many times. I'm, I'm letting <laughs> you get by with them. It hasn't gotten that annoying yet. <laughs> I'm immortal, dude. That's right. <laughs> that makes me immortal. Um, a little bird going to a fourth print. That's pretty awesome. And spawn 298. Going back for a second print, but we don't know what it looks like, so well, well. Ah. Uh. All right, let's move on down to Dark Horse. Of course, Brian Wood continuing to write his Aliens series, so that's pretty cool for him. Yeah, not much there, is there? Nope, let's head on down to IDW. Also pretty weak. That's Starpig. Starpig is Delilah Dawson. Francesco Gaston and Sarah Richards. It's about 16-year-old Vess who gets packed off to spend her summer at space camp, which is literally in space. Huh. Yeah, we talked about this version of the FOC, and I hated it then, and I kind of hate it now. Gotcha. But the thing I hate the most is TMNT, Rise of TMNT, Sound Off number one. It is the god-awful turtles from Nickelodeon Current. That has Raphael as like sixty-five feet taller than so everybody else. So they've spun else. off yet another one. They're, they have two series going. Like I guess, that? I guess, and like, like Donatello has a hammer now, and Raph doesn't have size. He has Thanos. It's so stupid. Yeah. Why am I mad? Moving on. DC. At girl cardstock, you're the villain variant. Is uh, brain. Somebody, uh, black Batman Curse of the White Knight number one. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Sean Murphy did an awesome job with the first one. Um, so we shall see what he does with the explosive sequel to the critically acclaimed blockbuster White Knight. Uh, Detective 1008, Year of the Villain. Oh, always, uh, cover B there. Joker covers always sell really well. Yes, so. indeed. Um, you know, take note of that. It's a pretty good looking cover. Captain Cold on the cover of Flash. I think I missed out on the Freedom Fighters. I heard that was a really good series. It's too it's too far past me now. Wonder Woman cardstock one has a cool Jenny Frizz and Cheetah. And that's all I got for DC. Anything else for me, brother? Mm, no. Nope. Amazing Spider-Man 26. We talked about this being the superior foes. Yeah. Issue, so. Yeah, very nice. Drew will be waiting very, very patiently for that. Fearless number one. Of course, that is the uh, um, Spider-Gwen, Ghost, I don't know, Captain Marvel, blah, blah, blah. House of X. We got Valkyrie Jane Foster. So she she didn't die very long. Mm. It's almost like it's comics. Yeah. And we got another facsimile edition. This is the uh, Dark Phoenix Saga climax issue for X Men One Thirty Seven. I believe I ordered that one. 
not X person. Sword Master number one, of course, coming out of War of the Realms. This is another very uh, Japanese video game character looking character. But he does get his own action figure variant. Mr. Kirby. Web of Venom Funeral Pyre, number one. I don't know much about Mania, so, I don't know. Man, I gotta get catch up on my Carnage stuff. Alright, anything else in our back half? I'm looking and, man, I don't see anything jumping out at me at all from a flippable aspect. Um, and I'll probably be kicking myself at some point, whatever I miss, but I, I glance through it and I don't see a darn thing. Dark Red sold well. And we've talked about this as it gets, when it's San Diego time, sometimes some publishers just take the time off. Yeah, when there's five weeks sometimes. They want to but, get everything out early and they don't, they don't save anything for later. Alright, Drew, anything you want to take a flyer on as the thing to go find? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna grab that Batman Curse of the White Knight, uh, number one, and I'm going to bag it and board it, and I'm going to get the cover A, because that's what Kyle that's says what to do. That's what you're supposed to do. That's right. Absolutely. And um, I, I, I love that. I have that first run. really excited about that. Um, and so I'm, I'm probably going to uh, get this whole run as well. Hmm. Very nice. And just in case there's somebody crazy in Swordmaster number one, maybe one of the tertiary characters will be a first appearance that might blow up into something. I'm a big fan of Greg Pak, and he's writing some of this. So, uh, we'll take a flyer on Swordmaster number one. Excellent. Of course, this has been Drew and myself for sneak peek at next week for comics for fun and profit we uh, appreciate you sticking with us and taking this deep dive into what's coming out on july 24 2019 in your local comic book shops of course like i said we got san diego going on this weekend so a lot of news will drop pay close attention to what hits there because that will be the current fast flip items whatever phase four becomes if we get any of the phase four or anything else that's reaching a little further into the next couple years from things i saw some some perhaps some Hulu series of of uh, of Ghost Rider or something like that. So, <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah so that. we'll see. Cool. We don't we don't know. So keep an eye on that kind of stuff. And of course, come back next week to Comics for Fun and Profit, where Drew and myself will break it all down. So for Drew and for myself, see ya. Unless we're on vacation. Unless.